Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Deborah Hatswell, and you're tuned into BBR Cryptid and Paranormal Investigations. Thank you for joining me, and I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you are well and enjoying your day. I saw it through the car window, shape-shifting, creatures, and they were going to kill something, and a number of new reports... In the last few weeks, you've heard me talk about patterns in the sighting reports and in an earlier recording, I explained how many people are simply going about their everyday lives when they're suddenly confronted by something impossible to explain. The regular things we do each day, like walking the dog or going for a walk at the weekend, can end up to be life-changing events. Each and every one of tonight's witness reports is still very much at the front of the mind for most of the people reporting the event. I have a compilation of reports for you, many of them new, which show just how many people experience these mind-blowing experiences while driving the car or through the window at home. So let's hear from our first witness. In 2003, I made friends with a man who was about 60 years old. And he was easy to talk to. And when he found out that I loved the paranormal, he told me of an event that happened to him and his girlfriend decades earlier. They'd parked in the centre of a car park late at night. And the place is called Carrick's Picnic Area and it's near Blanchland in the northeast. He was sitting with his eyes closed listening to the radio and his girlfriend said, Someone just looked in the window. He looked out of her window to see nothing but darkness. And when he turned to look out of his window, he saw a bald head rising up with a pale face looking straight at him. He instinctively pushed the car door open and jumped out to chase off whatever it was and there was no one there. He looked around the entire car park and realised the only place someone could be was under the car as no one could have run off from the centre of the car park so quickly as to not be seen. He looked underneath the car to see nothing there. He then realised that the face he'd seen wasn't that of a regular human. He just thought, presumed it must have been a human, because what else would be looking in the car? I asked him, so was it an alien? And it teleported away and he replied... I don't know what it was. I just know that no person could have gotten out of my sight that quickly. 
When I told my girlfriend this story, she said, that's funny, that's the second creepy story I've heard about the picnic area. And she went on to explain that she'd walked into the work smoke room at the end of a conversation that was had by several young women and they were planning on going back to the picnic area as they had a previous visit and were absolutely terrified and had drove out of there screaming and they all wanted to go back. But because she didn't know them and she didn't want to put in, she didn't find out anything else. Now, there might be nothing there now. And as the story, the first one would have been the 1980s and the second story probably in the 90s. But as there's not much happening with the lockdown, I thought I'd tell you, Deb, because there's so many other reports in that area. Um, And I'm hoping that someone you know or someone else will come forward or maybe... Somebody knows the ladies having the conversation who were scared away from the picnic area. And if you do, or you're one of those ladies, please get in touch. Now we're going to go over to Idaho. A woman driver in Idaho claims her car was crashed because of a Bigfoot. And this happened in 2017. And the motorist told the police that Bigfoot caused her to crash the car. The 50-year-old woman claims she spotted the huge beast chase a deer on the side of the road while driving and this distracted her from the road, which is, you know, it would do, wouldn't it? The woman was not identified, but the Latch County Sheriff's Officer said that she saw a Sasquatch chasing a deer on a stretch of the US 95 highway just outside of Potlatch in Idaho. She said the ape-like creature she spotted was shaggy and between 7 and 8 feet tall. After going past the Bigfoot, the woman said she checked her rearview mirror to see it again and that's what distracted her. And when she looked back, she unfortunately was a deer and she hit it with the car. Um, She continued to drive. She picked up her husband from work and then she drove straight to the police station and reported what had happened. Now, the cops found no evidence of Bigfoot at the scene of the crash and it was reported that the driver suffered only a minor neck injury. Bigfoot declined to comment. An Invisible Visitor, South Wales, June 2018. I used to go to a few quiet spots in the car sometimes socially with a mate and smoke a joint and have a catch-up. My main spot I've been going to for about 10 years. I've never had any issues until this one time when I stupidly said to my friend, let's go to the burial ground. I don't know why I said that, but I did, and that's where we ended up. I've never been in this natural burial ground before as it's dense woodland. And as I drove in there, there was no sign of anyone, no cars, no houses for at least a mile or two. I stopped, turned the engine off and the lights off and my mate started to roll up and pretty much straight away, probably in about 30 seconds to a minute of being there, I could hear whispering outside. And it was quiet, but with both the windows down, it was loud enough to hear. There was at least three or four sources of whispering in a foreign sounding weird sort of speech. But the strange thing with the whispering was it sort of swirled around the car. One voice would mumble something in a whisper, then another one next to it would answer. Then another voice on the opposite side of the car would answer too. I'm not exactly sure if it was three or four voices or maybe even more. So we grown men now, never really get scared either. And just as I was about to ask my mate if he was hearing this, I can already see him looking kind of spooked. 
and he's looking outside of his window to the side. And I asked, can you hear that talking? And he said, yeah, just go. So I started the car, turn on the lights, the windows are up and I've pressed the central lock in. I've done it all so quickly that I kind of did it all in one action. I drove off down the road to the next turn. It's about a mile down the main road. I drove to the spot where I always go, where I'm used to, and it's down the lane, and as usual, I turn the car around so it was facing outwards. I backed up into the dead end, which is at the end of a farmer's driveway. On my side is a hedge, which surrounds a field, which goes up to another field and then connects to the burial place. There's a thick hedge, as I say, about nine to ten feet high. Behind that is a wood line of trees with a walking path which takes you to the dead end. My car lights could be seen from far down the path and when I looked, I could just make out people. It looked like people were walking around. Now, in the ten years I've been coming here, I have never seen anyone in the day being bothered or moved on or anything like that. So we're watching these figures and we're talking about the chat room we just heard in the burial ground. And I turned off my lights and I looked in my rearview mirror as I thought I saw something dark past the window. I just put it down to my eyes, adjusting to the lights going off. And then Matey starts looking spooked again. And he's talking to me, but he keeps looking past me, behind me, out of the window. And as he's talking, I had a really strong sense of fear come over me that I can only compare to sleep paralysis. And anyone who's had it knows that fear. And it happened for about 30 seconds. We were just kind of frozen stuck. It was a really strange moment. Then the car door handle on my side is yanked up really hard. People don't do that to a door handle. It sounded like it was nearly pulled off. Thank God I'd activated the central locking and put the window up. I turned on the car and wheels spun off so hard, everything on my mate's nap flew off. I said, I'm really sorry, but I'm not staying here. And on the way home, he said he saw the window behind me get completely shadowed out. But it wasn't a figure of a person, so he never said anything to me. All he said is the old window kind of shadowed. We just spun out badly. Two fully grown men full of real fear. We put it down to people or some sort of paranormal event from the burial grounds. And I've heard some really similar chatter sounds online. But obviously none have the swirly effect that we heard. The voices went around the car. And online it's normally just one voice babbling, but this was more. And it wasn't English because we'd understand it. Now, I wondered if it was Welsh that they were hearing because they are actually in Wales. And I also looked up the burial mound and ground and then realised that it's been vandalised on numerous occasions by people driving ATVs over it and bikes over it. And I wondered if that had anything to do with it. And talking of ancient ground, our next report, we got to Glencoe. And Glencoe is in the Scottish Highlands. And this is entitled, As Giants Walk By. We were doing our tour of Scotland after a wedding. We were attending in Glasgow and my girlfriend's family were from. And I, of course, wanted to go to Loch Ness. 
at the wedding, I was asked by lots of people about where we were visiting, where we'd be going. And when I said I wanted to go to Glencoe, every single one of them said, seriously? No, you don't want to go there, son. Anyway, we did. And we arrived to a very quiet and not at all full hotel. The lady showed us to a room at the back and we were there a while and then my girlfriend went to use the bathroom. 20 seconds later, she comes out, looks me straight in the eyes and says, we cannot stay here. I am not using that bathroom. She motions me to the door. Now, I can usually tell you if there's a ghost around. I'm quite sensitive. And the room was just dripping with that malicious feeling. Right behind your shoulder feeling. I mean, the the air was almost sweaty with hatred. It was really intense. So we look in our hotel tourism guide and it's nearly dusk now and we've arrived late afternoon and she finds a hotel in Old Barn about 30 miles away and calls them up. When the lady on the phone hears that we are in Glencoe, she says, oh, I understand, as if this happens all the time. And she regularly receives urgent room requests from terrified tourists in Glencoe. Now the feeling in the room is growing more and more intense. And we just took our cases and ran. My girlfriend was so spooked by the room that she was convinced that we were deliberately put in that room with the ghost and didn't want to call the lady behind reception in case something else creepy happened. We got outside to the car park and it's dusk. It's foggy and the light is fading fast. We are at the open boot with the cases and these two giants walk out of the mist and head straight towards us. I put the cases down, I turn towards them, standing up straight, as you do when preparing to be confronted by something big in the dark. And the feeling coming off them was just cold. They were at least six inches to a foot taller than me, and both had long, thick hair tied back behind their necks. They were dressed in leather trousers or leggings, I don't know what to call them, which were like those you'd see in the period movie of, say, Highlander. They didn't look as if they'd come from a shop, let's put it that way. The two men were wearing similar rough, tall boots and gloves. The gloves were secured with straps on their arms. Each man's leg was strapped with a huge hunting knife. They probably walked for 20 feet towards us and I was trying to look as if I wasn't intimidated, but I was. As they got to us, their path took them within touching distance of me and they didn't even glance at us. They were on another level completely. It was not even indifference. They just acted like we were not there. As they stepped past us, a feeling of the wild washes off them. And it was cold and wild like the hills, but with another feeling of deep, strong resolve. That's the closest way that I can describe it. I have never had that feeling from any other human. These two giants were on a mission and we were like fog to them. As I said, the least human humans I have ever saw. It was almost dark and they walked off to the grass and up the hill and they disappeared in the fog. We just looked at each With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Each other in disbelief and jumped in the car and floored it like we'd just robbed the place. I mean, we actually did spin the car and screech the tires as we left. Without doubt... This area is the most wrong place I have ever been. The hotel room was extreme, but not scary for me. It affected my girlfriend much worse. But the Highlanders were from another dimension or something. And I can remember how small and fake I felt squaring up to them in the fog. Like I was nine years old and trying to protect my mum from a monster. They were giants and they didn't even see us. That was freaky. They were just doing something far more important. The feeling of resolve from them was very strong and the feeling of the wild that came off him was very strong too. I have no idea who or what they were or why they were walking off into the haunted hills in the dark with no lights. But if I was an evil force or a monster, I would still have been scared of those two for sure. It felt like they were going to kill something. And that was it. A very short and odd experience. I will never even drive through that area again and would do a 200-mile detour to avoid it, let alone stay there. Thanks, Deb. I've forgotten how intense it all was until I wrote it down to send it across to you. It only lasted for probably 20 seconds, but I can still see them now. For some reason, I can't picture their eyes. They had big, long, angular faces, and I remember the clothes, but I can't remember their eyes at all. Let's go back to across to America now. A Bigfoot is spotted by a driver walking across a rural highway in August of 2018, and we go to Vermont now. A mysterious Bigfoot-like creature was spotted crossing an upstate highway, half a mile from where a similar-looking beast was sighted 12 years ago. The driver was headed to Vermont at around 10 past 10pm Tuesday when he witnessed a six-foot upright walking ape stepping over a guardrail along Route 4 in Whitehall, said Paul Bartholomew, an investigator and author specialising in Sasquatch encounters. 
He was stunned, he said. His jaw just dropped open. But this is actually a very typical type of sighting, said Paul. The witness described the creature as black and hairy, with two legs, it had wide shoulders and a small neck. Sightings of Sasquatch crossing a road are the most common ones that you get. And they're usually reported in August to September, says Mr Bartholomew. And well, I would disagree with that, but that's for another day. Whether it's a migration thing, I'm not sure. But there's a real consistency with the reports. He said people will be driving at night and they describe seeing the same thing. A forest road is the most likely a place for a person to have an opportunity to see a creature, said Paul. A similar ape-like animal was reported half a mile away in September of 2006. Hundreds more sightings have been reported in the area over the years. On Tuesday, the driver wasn't able to snap a photo of the beast because it happened too quickly. He said the animal left no print due to the rugged terrain. The human-like hairy figure on Robin Hood Lane, Derbyshire, December 2019. Around two weeks ago, I was driving down Robin Hood Lane, which lies between Holloway and Watts Well in Derbyshire. I was returning after finishing up, taking some photos of derelict buildings, just as the daylight was starting to fade. I'm a photographer. I packed up, and as I came down the lane, which is narrow, I was driving at a moderate speed when I realised there appeared to be a human-looking figure stood just at the edge of the road and the wood, and as soon as I saw it, I stopped the car about ten feet from where it had walked. He didn't run, but walked across the lane in front of my car. For the description, and believe me, I wish this was just my imagination, whatever it was, it stood around seven feet tall, perhaps maybe even a little taller, I was gauging this as I had to bend down in the car to look out of the windscreen at it. It was covered in dark brown hair. It had a stumpy neck, broad shoulders, and it was slightly bent at the knees as it walked. I'm sure it was male, but to be honest, I wasn't looking directly at it as I was so shocked that I'd seen it. Its face looked slightly human with a flat nose. It had thick lips and small ears. Now the creature walked across the lane in front of my car and it carried on walking towards the old stone quarry. I gave it 15 minutes to move off and away from me and I got out of the car, mainly for a cigarette and fresh air as I was pretty confused and shaken up and I looked around on the wet damp ground thinking that there would be footprints but there were none, not a one. I did go back the next night and I went and sat in the quarry itself for around six hours. There was no bird activity or any noise at all. Nothing stirred out there. A man reports seeing a seven to eight foot tall creature walking across a rural road in Georgia. A 51 year old man says he saw a seven to eight foot creature standing along a mountain highway in Georgia. Leading to talk of the legendary Bigfoot being on the loose in the rich mountain wilderness area. The incident happened about 8.30pm along State Highway 515 in Cherry Log. It was still light out and the driver braked when he saw what he described as a very dark, 7 to 8 feet tall, hairy, two-legged creatures with a strange pointed head. 
The driver pulled over, skidding on the gravel, and waited on the backside of a small patch of woods, thinking the creature would emerge on the other side, but it never did. The witness, Edward Lee, says he fears being ridiculed over the incident, but he told the Charlotte Observer he does believe he saw Bigfoot on his way home. My own wife didn't believe me, he said. He told the Observer, noting they'd been married for 23 years, it wasn't a bear, it was walking straight upright like a human, with long arms swinging backwards and forth like a monkey as it walked. I saw it on the side of the road. It took five steps and it was gone into the woods. Prior to that, he says, he wasn't what you'd call a believer. He wonders if the new development in the local area is flushing them out. I mean, he said, I'm 51. I've never seen one before. He said that he was definitely afraid and I wasn't getting out of the truck and I wasn't going to go into the woods to look for it. A sneering upright reptilian and a shape-shifting toad. Very briefly, approximately 10 years ago, I worked an evening shift and I was leaving work in Preston in Lancashire. I'm now retired, but I've never forgotten this incident and what I saw and experienced that night. In keeping with the normal UK weather or evening scene, it was quiet out and no people were around anywhere. The place was deserted and it always was outside of normal working hours of eight till six. It was about ten past eight when I left work and it was a dark winter's evening. I was alone, I was exhausted and I was looking forward to getting home. I got in my car and I drove out of the deserted car park. The place I worked at back then was just off the A49, which is lit by street lamps with houses on one side of the road. The same as any area in most towns across the UK. An ordinary winter's night at the end of a very ordinary day. There was quite a substantial mist formed that evening, which is honestly it's not uncommon, as the area is quite rural and there are lots of surrounding fields. We're in the northwest of the UK, so it's quite normal for us to have fog or mist, regardless of the season, really. The witness said, I drove out of the car park, stopping at the giveaway sign at the exit, and as I was intending to turn right into the next lane in order to get home, and looking left to check the road was clear of cars before me, I didn't want to pull out. I looked to my left and my attention was caught by a large figure that was sauntering down the middle of the lane coming towards me. In short, it was a hideous, huge, arrogant, sneering, upright reptilian. It was about eight feet high or more. It was honed to the peak of physical perfection. It was very fit. I would even say it was sculpted and lean. Not bulked up at all. It was unmistakably an intensely powerful predator. I had no doubt about that. It seemed to be male. It had a reptilian face with scales on its skin. And there seemed to be a definite telepathic element to the whole experience. I could feel it feeding off the sheer terror I was experiencing. And it was enjoying it. Once I'd managed to get my wits together, which took quite a few seconds, I drove off. I had a clear, uninterrupted view of this creature. For some seconds, and my view was aided by the street lamps, I am very definite in what I saw that night. And I would love to find anyone else who's experienced this type of being here in the UK. 
this is not the first experience I've had in that area with something that shapeshifted. The two shapeshifter incidents happened approximately 10 years ago. I'm unable to give you dates because I was in such a state I had to put all those events on the back burner. I had no idea what was going on and I could tell no one. I did tell my sister, I think she could be trusted, and it was literally years later that I realised they'd actually shapeshifted and what that meant. The first time it ever happened was at a friend's house and there was a few of us and we weren't drinking alcohol or taking drugs or anything like that. We were just sat around chatting. One of my friends had another friend with us whose house it was and it was a short, slender male. He was about 40-ish at the time and he was there. I chatted to him a few times and he was a nice enough chap, chatty and friendly. He was also a little odd, not in a bad way. And he talked constantly of UFOs and aliens and stuff of that nature all the time. Anyhow, on this occasion, he happened to be sitting on the couch when I saw him instantaneously switch into an upright human-like lizard thing. His colouring was very light, with very light brown patches on it. I stared at it for about four seconds and then it switched back. It switched in an instant. I was so astounded I said to him, you just turned into a lizard then? To which he replied laughing, sometimes I think I'm a lizard. And the moment passed and it was never mentioned again. We lost contact when the crowd we were in sort of dissolved when our joint friend moved away. I tried to contact the male recently, having finally processed that he was a shapeshifter, but he wouldn't respond. The second incident happened in a weekday at lunchtime. I was in work and I was eating lunch. And I sat next to a woman called Anne who was eating her, her lunch also. We are sitting at our workstations and we're effectively shoulder to shoulder. We weren't talking, but I suddenly noticed that Anne was pushing food into her mouth with both of her hands. She was literally stuffing food into her mouth as fast as she could. I felt a horrible prickle of fear down my spine. I knew something was very, very wrong. It was like an eating friend and it was out of character. Anne, who I'd known for years, normally ate like a cat, with very measured portions and tiny mouthfuls that she'd carefully savour. She was, however, very overweight, which seemed at odds with a very controlled manner when consuming food. Now, fully aware that something was going on, I gently turned my head to my right, very slightly, to get a better look or a better view of this strangeness. Right beside me was that I can only describe as a khaki-brown, obese, upright, human-like toad. That's the best I can do to build a picture for you. It was looked like a cross between a toad and a human standing upright. This thing which had a toad-like wide mouth, was still using its hands to stuff food in. It would be impossible for any human to chew that food and then swallow it at that continuing speed and that quantity. I looked for about three or four seconds, quietly turning my head back and then sitting there motionless, speechless, in shocked silence. The next time I went to look at her, she was normal again, and it was never mentioned... And Anne seemed completely unaware of what had just happened. On all the occasions I experienced the switch, the switch was instant. 
with no warning signs, no blurring of the edges, no sounds, nothing. They just switched. It was the most bizarre thing. A sleek, hairy man who looked like a centaur. Back in the early 1980s, my sister was going out with a chat who lived not far from Canic Chase. My sister was going to stay at his house, which was quite remote, and they were both driving through the chase, and it was a clear evening. They were just driving around and talking. Went off to the side of the verge in front of the car, stepped a creature they at first thought was a pony. This thing stepped in front of the car and slowly moved away from them. So they were able to get a good look at it in the car headlights, and she said it had the body of a horse, but the torso, head and arms of a man. They both saw it at the same time and they both agreed on exactly the same thing without speaking. They sped off like a shot. The boyfriend refused to discuss what happened and what they saw and he never mentioned it ever again. They only went out for a bit longer and then they split up and that was years ago. We're in her 50s now and she still maintains what she saw that night. She, but she doesn't have an, any interest in it at all. She's almost a bit matter-of-fact about it all. But then she does seem to have paranormal experiences happen around her quite often. A nighttime sighting by a motorist near the city of Rice in December of 2017. I first saw a Bigfoot not so long ago, said the gentleman. He was crossing the road in front of me while I was driving home from my father-in-law's house. Tonight I heard a yelling, screaming when I was outside having a smoke. It didn't sound like any animal I've ever heard. I am a die-hard outdoorsman and I can tell all animals apart by their tracks and their calls. It was around 9.30pm when I saw the Bigfoot cross the road in front of my car. My headlights illuminated it and I could tell what it was. He was crossing the road from east to west and he looked like he was coming from the river and headed into the woods. The Bigfoot had long black matted hair and the witness could clearly see the calves and the large feet. It had a large human-like torso, which was approximately seven and a half to eight feet tall. It had long arms that almost touched its knees. He estimated the figure to be about three feet, 500 pounds, three feet wide and around 500 pounds, sorry. <clears throat> the figure only needed to take four steps to cross the two-lane highway. The witness has also heard numerous howls, growls, knocks and even chatter around his home. The noises were heard every couple of weeks for a year. The thick forest is only about 45 yards from his patio in the rice area of the United States. <coughs> Pardon me. Lynn Ogland in Wales, a large tall dark figure seen by an overnight camper. I love to visit Snowdonia in Wales and I like to try and stay in the National Trust Centre at Snowdonia because it's quiet, it's a scenic area and there's no noisy people around screaming and I can go for a walk in all directions. There was one specific spot where I preferred to park until I saw something there early one morning. Now I parked somewhere else. On that day, I'd parked in my chosen spot for the night, which is a lay-by just below the Linogwin, um on the night of the 4th of October. Uh, this is the car park that I always choose. 
I parked my van facing the mountain directly opposite where you drive in from the A5 road. The night this happened, there was a medium-sized white camper van parked in the top left of the car park facing my direction. And in the bottom right-hand corner facing the road was a red car, a standard five-door hatchback. In total, there were about three vehicles, including mine, and the weather was really bad. The wind and rain had been battering and shaking my van all night, and it got so bad and the rain so loud that I feared the van might blow over with the gusts were so strong. I woke up about 3.30am. It was the 5th of October, I remember that clearly. I was unable to sleep with the noise of the wind and the rain. So I just laid there hoping the wind would stop, and I tried to go back to sleep but it was useless. The weather was getting worse, not better. So I decided now at around 4.30am to get up and possibly drive to Bangor and park up there somewhere safe for what remained of the night. I still had my pyjamas on and I climbed over into the front driver's seat and I watched the heavy rain roll down the window. It wasn't pitch black outside, there was a small amount of light and I could see the red car in the right corner. As I was looking at the red car, I saw movement on what I can only describe as a large, tall, dark coloured figure standing near the passenger door on the driver's side of the car. As soon as I saw it, I believe it also saw me because it began to run. And as it was running, there was a flash of lightning and that lightning lit up the whole car park which showed the figure as a solid thing. I noticed the top half of its body looked to be lighter in colour than the bottom. It ran towards the opposite edge of the car park and up towards the mountain. This event all happened within seconds and I'm unsure at this point if it vanished into thin air or it ran up the mountainside as there's a small wire fence that's barbed wire um, that's in the way. I was so scared that I started up the engine and drove the hell out of there. All the while thinking, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? What I can tell you is that I didn't see its face. It had a head, two arms and two legs. And it ran upright, but in a slightly hunched fashion. The top half of its body was lighter in colour than the bottom half. It looked to be about seven feet tall, but I can't be 100% sure. It may have been taller. But I knew that its waist was almost as high as the roof of the car it was standing next to. And I have no idea what it could possibly have been. Porter's Bray Wildman, hiding in the forest, 2015. Now this was reported to Charmaine Fraser. The incident occurred around the 1970s. And the witness said, I know that's a while ago now, but I've never forgotten about it. So even now, I'm confident about what happened and what I saw. About 45 years ago, I was with my girlfriend and we were parked on a forestry road at the junction of Landyke's Bray and Porter's Bray on the road to Colts in Scotland. Now, the area is heavy woodland and it's used for forestry. Now, this junction we parked up at is about one and a half miles from Kennoway in Fife. I was parked about 300 yards up the Toloisk Forestry Road and the trees to the left of me had been cut down, and they'd been cut down for about 50 yards, and the floor was cleared up to the tree line, and that was all stacked up on the side of the forestry road. There was a full moon, and you could see light 
right across the clearing to the standing trees. By then, my girlfriend said she saw something moving in the clearance, to which I said, it'd be a fox or a deer. After a while, I fell asleep in the car seat until my girlfriend shut me awake and said there was something moving behind the stacked trees next to the car, much closer than before, and it had been moving around us for a while now. I wound the window down and I banged on the door, but the creature, whatever it was, was unfazed. It never moved. I then jumped into the driver's seat and reversed the car so the headlights shone in the direction of this creature. To my shock and amazement, it stood upright and for only about a second or two, I could see it clearly. This thing stood around eight feet tall and it had a white, grey chest and a face and the rest of its body was black. It looked at us one last time and it took off in the direction of the forest and vanished from sight. We just both confused and we just sat there trying to think what it could be. And then it came back. This thing started throwing sticks at the car. And they weren't little sticks, as you could tell hearing them hitting the car with a thud. We heard crashing going through a line of young beech trees. We just drove out of there and my girlfriend did not want to return. So I went back the next day with my brother. Went to look for tracks or signs, but it had been raining and we found nothing. I later asked a man I know who had worked all his life in these forests if he knew anything about what we'd seen, but he said he'd never come across anything like it. A Bigfoot sighting, Highway 101, October 2008. During the height of the smoke from the Mendocino fires, a Leightonville man had an encounter with an ape-like creature while driving north on Willits Highway near Shimmins Ridge Road. The animal stepped onto the southbound lane near where the guardrail stops and it was very smoky and incredibly hot, at least 100 degrees but still daylight. It ran really, really fast, directly into the path of a small truck which had pulled out to pass me, said the witness. After the lanes had expanded from two lanes to four, the creature was completely black and it looked all freaked out. I pointed at it so the other driver could see it and hit my brakes hard. I didn't think I could stop in time and I was sure I was going to hit it. Luckily, both myself and the passing truck missed the creature and it just sped out of sight. As the creature ran towards me, I saw it was at least seven feet tall. The animal never slowed down as it ran on its hind legs like a man. I thought, it looks like a guy in a gorilla suit. When it got to the middle of the freeway, I could see it clearly. Its whole head was covered in black hair. I couldn't see any ears. And as I was breaking hard to make a panic stop, the creature put its arms down and started running on four legs and it just bounded across the freeway. It had giant arms. They were very long and covered with fur. When my car finally stopped, I looked out of the windshield and it had stopped about 25 feet in front of me on the edge of the road. It was at eye level with me as I sat in the car. I had no idea what it was. It was covered with hair down to the ground. I looked at its face and it was completely flat without a nose. It turned its whole body towards me. Its neck was stiff. We made eye contact. Its face was yellow or gold like a banana. It had holes for nostrils and a smooth and shiny forehead with ridges instead of eyebrows. It had a simian face and I saw a red glow coming from its eyes. 
It may have been a reflection from my headlights, I'm not sure. The mouth was closed and it had thin lips. It didn't show any teeth and it made no sound at all. Then it turned and let down into the ditch, up the hillside, and I just freaked out. At first, Chris Lapinto had no idea what he'd seen. He said he thought it might have been an escape zoo or circus animal. He called the Department of Fishing Game and he found there were no ape-like animals native to North America and no such creatures been reported lost in the area. Mr Lapinto filed an incident report with the uh, police at the Mendocino County Sheriff's Department. Now, there have been a number of Bigfoot sightings in Mendocino and Humboldt County. A paranormal observer in December of 2007 also reported seeing a large animal standing on two legs next to her car. She reported it patted the window of her car several times before running away at speed. In May of 2004, a group of six hikers north of Highway 162 near Murray Range reported finding a series of unusual large tracks. One of the witnesses said a friend saw one cross the highway, uh, Highway 162, just outside of town as he was driving to work in Willits. In 61 and 62, a series of Bigfoot tracks was reported by Bob Titmus, northeast of Covalo. In 1962, in a remote area near Fort Bragg, Robert Hatfield reported seeing a Bigfoot standing head and shoulders above a six-foot fence. Hatfield later rounded the corner of a house and walked right into the creature. Hatfield was not to the ground and he scrambled to the house on all fours. A neighbour in the house tried to close the door to prevent the creature from getting in. The big foot then ran off, leaving a large muddy hampering on the door. The Worcester Werewolf, 2016. A terrified couple had drawn a sketch of a fearsome beast they claim to have seen while on a National Trust property in the Cotswolds. Robert Ingram and his wife Nicola sketched what they saw and the big cat appears to have features which resemble that of a werewolf. From their drawing, it appears to be standing upright like a humanoid creature rather than crouching like a cat. The beast also has protruding pointing teeth and fearsome sharp cheekbones. The couple said the creature weighed about nine stone and it was as tall as their car window. They were convinced that it was going to pounce on their car before they sped off. Robert produced a sketch so an animal expert can find out what this creature is. It was petrifying. It looked like it was on steroids. We were driving along the National Trust property and there were lots of open fields around there when suddenly I spotted something in the road ahead. It was getting dark but I saw its eyes reflecting the headlights. We stopped the car and it was just standing there. We heard rumours about an escaped panther in the area, but we thought that was a load of nonsense. But when we saw this animal with our own eyes, we were stunned. It was enormous. Far too big for a fox or a dog. It must have weighed about nine stone. About the same as a slim adult. It looked right at us and walked up to the car. And it then lowered the front of its body and looked like it was going to pounce. We just slammed the car into reverse and went as far as we could. I was so scared, I fumbled to get my phone out to take a picture, but we'd already driven quite far away, but I managed to get one. There was no way we were going to get me to go near it again or take a better picture, 
It was absolutely terrifying. Now, another couple out in the car um, in the 1980s saw a grey matted creature. And I was chatting with a gentleman and he was driving along Camp Lane just off the old three, A34, sorry, in the Cannock Chase area. And that's in the Midlands in the UK. And it was around 1.30am January. And we were driving along the lane at night, he said. I was keeping a keen eye on the road as a deer on the chase and other wildlife that will run out into the road very quickly. So we're heading to the turn-off when we saw on the embankment what we both thought was some kind of hyena-looking creature and it was walking up the grass verge. We both looked closely and we could see it off in the distance, this animal of some kind, and as we watched, we realised this giant creature was just looking at us from the road. At first, I tried to explain it all away, and I thought it was probably just a large deer or a dog, and being worried about it, I was just worried it run in front of the car. So I slowed down to let it cross the road. As we got nearer and nearer in the car, this dog seemed to get bigger and bigger in size as it moved into the road in front of the car to the point where we couldn't pass it. I have no idea what this thing could be. It was some kind of mutant deer. Was it standing on two legs? It was looked like a huge canine. It had the features of a canine. And to our horror, it let out a roar that was so loud I could feel it in my chest. The hands on this thing were huge and it had long nails. I beeped the horn in the hopes of scaring it off, but it either didn't hear us because it didn't move an inch. I tried to call its bluff and nudge it ever so slightly with the car, thinking it would run off. And at this point, I still thought it was a really large dog or something else. I just couldn't identify it. So we're looking at it and we're wondering what to do next. And at that point, this dog arose on two legs and it raised its arms in the air and it slammed its fist down on the car bonnet of the car we were sitting in. It started a series of growls, and then it let out a massive snarl, and it pushed the car bonnet down hard. It was looking in at us through the window. I shouted out loud, and at that point, that's a bloody werewolf, and my partner said, it can't be. All the time, it was pushing down on the bonnet of the car and looking in at us, and it had yellow eyes. It looked sickly and ill. I honestly thought it would come in through the windscreen. I didn't know what to do. Its attention shifted suddenly and it suddenly looked over the roof of the car to something approaching from behind us. And I realised to my relief that it was not another creature, thank God, but another car coming up the lane approaching us. And this thing, this yellow-eyed creature, must have seen the car as it moved off as soon as those lights appeared. It dropped to our fours and it was off back into the tree line. I think when the bonnet was lowered, the creature had a clear view of the car lights behind me and it just took off for the trees. I can't really find the right words to describe whatever this thing was. It appeared that it was dog-like and the body on this thing was huge for a domestic dog. And for all it looked massive, it also looked pretty sick. It was covered with patchy grey fur and it wasn't sleek or well cared for. It was all matted and knotted. I said at first I thought it was a matted dog 
and I still did, until it raised up onto two legs. Now, the witness and his partner described the dog-like creature as almost hyena-like in colour but grey. And although this meeting took only 30 seconds or so, it's so imprinted on their minds that even now, he said, I have no idea what I saw that night, where it went to, or even if it's still out there. Erith County Bigfoot, spotted by a motorist, 1995. I was on my way to Gatesville, travelling south on the US 281, just south of Stevensville, when I topped a hill and noticed something at the edge of my high beams crossing the road. It appeared to be a large man, possibly a hitchhiker, but as I got closer, it turned towards the truck, continuing to walk into the ditch. This thing was approximately eight feet tall and covered in long hair. It appeared to have long, hippie-like hair and somewhat of a beard. From what I could see, this thing was very tall. And as I could see, it was from its thigh up and it still towered over the top of my truck. As I got closer to this thing, one thing that really got my attention was the eyes. They appeared to be a yellowish green and only slightly shined. The nose wasn't like a pig's nose, more human, with flared nostrils. And the face seemed very human-like in its expression. It had a large upper body and chest. And it appeared to have no neck. And the muscles kind of flowed from the neck to the shoulders. As I, uh, From the head to the shoulders, sorry. As I passed, I checked my rear view and I could see it turn into the brush. I checked my brakes and I started to turn around. But then I thought, what are you doing? I think in my eyes and the early hour of the morning just playing tricks on me. I just continued to Gatesville. The rest of the way I kept trying to figure out what I'd seen. Was it a man? A hitchhiker? A transient? An animal? I tried to put it out of my mind, but I couldn't let it go. I only told my wife after three or four years had passed, and I got that look. So I never told anyone else until I found this website. And I found how many other people have similar experiences. Now the witness added to his report that the subject's hair colour was sort of a mottled grey-brown colour. And that it was considerably taller than his truck, which was a 1991 Ford Ranger. It was approximately 5.30am when he spotted the subject in his far distant headlights. And he was moving from left east to his right. It was moving with a rapid stride while crossing the highway US 281. The witness said it crossed the road with just about three strides and was standing in the ditch to the west side of the highway. Its arms were down to just above its knees and the subject watched him as he passed. He stated that he travelled about a quarter of a mile down the highway trying to decide whether to turn around and go back to see if he could view the subject more clearly. However, after giving it some thought, he voted in favour of continuing on and perhaps get a hot cup of coffee to clear his mind and to ponder what he'd just seen. The witness remembered that the subject was not carrying anything in its arms. He recalled that its face was human-like in shape, and its hair had a salt and pepper effect, but was brownish in colour. He described the eyes as a yellowish-green with a slight glowing effect, and as he approached the subject, it remained standing in the ditch along the road. He estimated the ditch to be three or four feet in depth and the subject was estimated to be standing just a bit mid-level with the ditch, mid-thigh level with the ditch. 
The witness also noticed that the hands were human-like in appearance, but were also covered in hair. One second. Frittenwood, dark human creature, Norfolk, 1992. Two strange dark human-like creatures startled a couple as they sat in the car at the woods. The witness said the entities were quite tall. They had long necks and hands. And when the car was started and the headlights were turned on, the creatures vanished behind a tree. The Bathgate Voice, 2006. Want to share one of the scariest moments of my life so far. One night, back in November 2004, myself and three of my mates were sitting in my car up in the Bathgate Hills, up in West Lothian in Scotland, it's about 2am. It's raining, very fine light drizzle. And it was forming into small beads of water on my car because I'd watched it earlier during the day. So the rain was just running off the bodywork. I reversed the car into some bushes in a small gravel-type car park and parked up. About half an hour, I heard a man's voice coming from the back of my car. But it was talking in a different language. More like a mumbling voice. Anyway... I looked at my mates and they all heard it as well, so we ignored it and just kept on talking. Then we heard it again, but it was much louder this time. And as soon as I heard it the second time, I reached for the keys to start the car and I basically planted my foot on the pedal to get out of the car park as fast as I could, wheels spinning and everything. We reached a mate's house in the nearby town and I got out to let the passenger out of my car and we both noticed markings from the roof above the driver's door that went down the rear passenger window and then onto the rear quarter panel of the car. It looked like someone or something had tried to grasp onto the car as I was pulling away, but it couldn't quite grip it. Bigfoot sighting reported by a retired police officer in April 2013. I was leaving my cabin, heading back from Pembine area to Green Bay, and as I ran in a corner and headed south on Country Road 00, I saw a figure cross the road. It walked slowly from east to west, as though not in a hurry. I viewed it from the area just above the elbow up. It had a pointed head, very broad shoulders, and large biceps. I could see the arms swing as it walked, just as a human would do. It was a colour, was brown, kind of mix of dark and light, with the sun shining off it. It was in no way was it black. I sped up to get a good look at it, and it was gone. I stopped when I saw it, and it just wasn't there. I looked to the east, nothing. The area was open, with scrub brush, and its colour would have blended in perfect with the surrounding area. It was early spring, and there was no leaves on the tree. I could only see to the hills and it would have had to be gone 100-250 yards down, then up, not to be seen in that short time. I've seen deer and bear and wolves, etc. And none of those walk upright and this walks upright. Sometimes you don't even have to leave your house to see a cryptid or a paranormal creature. Some unfortunate people are fortunate, depending on your viewpoint. See them outside the window or on their land at home. Time and time again I hear from people who have heard breathing up close to the window. Bangs on the walls or roof which made them look outside to be confronted by an incredible sight. 
Footsteps on the garden gravel are shadowy figures in the tree line. Faces peeking around trees are even worse, pressed up against the windowpane. The world is full of events like this, and I'd like to share with you some of those personal encounters experienced by people the world over as we go. Many of these people, in fact, all of them, are very normal, middle-of-the-road lives. They're not in the heights of the Himalayas or out trekking for four days in the wilderness. They're at home or on their own land when they find they're in the presence of an extraordinary being of one kind or another. What would you do if you got up to get a drink or a snack and you realised you were being watched through the window by a thickly muscled creature? What if you heard a bang and went outside? expecting an unlocked egg door blowing in the wind or a bin lid to be the source. And you see something akin to your worst nightmare watching you from behind a tree. If you'd like to hear these accounts, then join me for part two, where we start with an encounter of a female dogman seen very close to a house. If you have enjoyed this video, please subscribe, like or share. If you would like to join our community and help us investigate cases like these and others or have a sighting experience you would like to report or a case you would like us to look into, you can find my email address in the video description below. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the support and I hope you enjoyed our content. Until next... Leftovers or... The DMV Number 97 Or House cleaning Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun Play over a hundred different games online For free from anywhere You could redeem some serious prizes Chumbacasino.com Live the Chumba life No purchase necessary Void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details